Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. Well, um, when I speak for sure, um, I'm starting in the book of Acts. I'm going to probably look at it a lot different than perhaps if you've studied it before. Um, I'm not going to be majoring on uh, the Acts of the Apostles so much. I want, I'm, I'm looking more about what does it look like that the Holy Spirit is speaking in that. So it might look a little bit different. And in Acts 1, we're in the month of Iyar. I think that's how you say it. Um, God's people... Uh, had different festivals, they had different parties that they got to celebrate. Uh, God was into having parties and remembrances, and usually it was all uh, connected to harvest and stuff. So this was about the time of the barley harvest. We entered into the month of ER, which is roughly uh, 28 days, so it's roughly May. So we're actually in that time right now, and, it, and it's also the time of Acts 1. Okay, uh, as we'll see in just a moment, it's a hinge month because it's like between the two things, you know, the between the two parties, there was the Passover and then there was Pentecost, that was 50 days later, those were two parties, and so um, that's why it's called the hinge uh, a month. And uh, it's said of the different uh, rabbis that have spoken about this, they say that if you get this month right, you'll be good for the rest of the Hebrew year because it's a time that, you know, what do, what do hinges do? What would you say? Maybe. What else does a hinge do? It connects. Very good. Very good. It, it connects. Yes, it's connecting uh, one to another. So even though, I, I don't know if you get kind of irritated with, with words you hear over and over, like like uh, we're changing seasons and all that. But for the Hebrew people, it actually was every, almost every month you had an opportunity to have a do-over. You had an opportunity for a fresh start. And so it was a new season, and it was the month of ER. And then that um, I-Y-A-R, like we would say it in, in, uh, with our Roman numerals, it was actually an acrostic and if, to the Hebrew people. So they recognized that it was saying that God is the healer. So in Exodus 15, 12, he, he said, this is part of who I am. I'm God the healer. And so there's an acrostic there for that as well. So, so this hinge month is trying to connect between Passover, uh, crucifixion, the resurrection, and connecting now with what we'll see Pentecost in roughly two weeks, and I'll be sharing in two weeks uh, that, and trying to connect them together. So connection is important there. Um, it's also, obviously then, it's a month of transition. We hear that word all the time, and we go, uh, you know, but it really is. It's a transition because this is one, one state of affairs, and then after Pentecost with the new church, it's a completely different situation now. And um, every month, 
a different tribe is highlighted from the Hebrew people, and the, the tribe that's highlighted for this month of Iyar is Issachar. And Issachar, if you know anything about the tribe of Issachar, they were really like smart. They were able to know the times and the seasons and what to do about it. So I've prayed for that as, as a believer. I've prayed for that over and over and over. Not that we would just know the time and season, because if we follow the Bible, it's, it's, to me it's pretty straightforward, although I was never taught this stuff since four years old. I, I never knew this part of it. If I knew this part, it could have been a little bit easier for me to transition each month approximately and understand how the flow goes, you know. And um, so the tribe is Issachar, and they were known because they not only knew what the times and seasons were about. Remember, it was like a rural community. It was agrarian. They were, they were uh, planting in the ground, you know, and, and they lived, not like mine. <laughs> and um, so it was a time of uh, revealing secrets, and there's lots of scriptures if you ever want them uh, for that. And as far as astronomy, not astrology, okay, but astronomy, the highlighted uh, constellation is Taurus the bull. And we'll hear a little bit about that later, just as some interesting uh, facts. But um, I found in my studies that the God's people during this time of the Hebrew people, um, they knew they were God's people, but they didn't know much about God. And I, I kind of think that we're a lot like that. I think that we know we're God's people. We know because of Jesus within us, by his spirit, that we're God's people. But a lot of us, we really don't know that much about the Lord, really. And some of us do, and that's, and, and that's great and probably ex the exception. But we don't know that much. And in this, this hinged time, it's like, let's... Let's connect more with the Lord. Let's connect and let's get to know him a little bit better. Let's get to know him in a different light. And that might uh, happen through uh, individual time with you and God, or it might happen with God's people. I don't know about you, but when I'm in smaller groups and we're talking about how we hear God or how we are sensing what's happening and such, it is so neat to hear how other people hear God because sometimes where I didn't recognize, hey, I was hearing God and I was hearing God really clear because I just didn't recognize that what this, you know, what this looked like. But when different people are sharing, then you're just going, oh my gosh, you know, because we are the body of Christ. Jesus is the head, but we are the body of Christ, right? And um, and so there there is that. And then also... Uh, in during this month of Egar um, is also the time in Acts 1 where the followers of Jesus or the disciples of Jesus now become the leaders and or the apostles of Jesus. So again, there's that hinging, there's that connection, there's that um, let's pay attention kind of thing. So let's go to Acts 1.1 and let's start reading for a little bit. <clears throat> the uh, first account I composed, Theophilus, above all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he had given orders by the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. 
To these, he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of things regarding the kingdom of God. So I want to stop right there for a minute that the Holy Spirit had uh, given orders and now Jesus is presenting himself to different ones and groups, even up to 500, for the 40 days. There's 10, 10 days left, and then Pentecost is going to hit, which we'll talk about in two weeks in detail. But it's over that period of 40 days. So do you, I don't know about you, but when I realized that this 40 days was within that 50 days that we're waiting in between the two uh, hinge points, that really excited me. And so it's over the period of 40 days and speaking of things regarding the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they began asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? But he said to them, It is not for you to know periods of time or appointed times which the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and as far as the remotest part of the earth. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were watching, and a cloud took him up out of their sight. And as these were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, then behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. I find it remarkable that there is not any uh, telling that uh, they weren't surprised that they were talking to angels. So this must have been a little bit more commonplace to them. Uh, it didn't say like, fear not, don't be afraid, you know, or anything like that. But it was just like, oh, well, or maybe they took on human form. So maybe that was a reason why they weren't afraid. I just uh, took note of that. Um, continuing on in verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mountain called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went up to the upstairs room where they were staying. That is, Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these were continually devoting themselves with one mind to prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. At this time, Peter stood up among the brothers and sisters. A group of about 120 people was there together and said, brothers, the scriptures had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was counted among us and received his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the price of his wickedness. Falling headlong, he burst open in the middle 
and his intestines gushed out. Gross. And it became known to all the residents of Jerusalem as a result that field was called Hakaldama in their own language, and that is, in our language, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his, res may his residence be made desolate, and may there be none living in it. That's Psalm 69, 25. And may another take his office, Psalms 109.8. He's quoting from verse 21. Therefore it is necessary that of the men who accompany us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John until the day that he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they put forward two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was <clears throat> also called Justice and Matthias, and they prayed and said, You, Lord, you know the hearts of all people. Show which one of these two you have chosen to occupy this ministry and apostleship from Judas, turned aside to go to his own place. And they drew lots for them, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. So... Um, this whole account here in the first chapter was written to Theophilus. There is a little bit of controversy about who this Theophilus was, whether it was just a symbolic name because his name means uh, lover of God or friend of God, or because in some version it shows a different way of stating the, uh, uh, like the proper titles of people and you see it in the rest of Acts when they're addressing certain kind of dignitaries. Some of it think, some people think that it probably was a dignitary that was a lover of Jesus, but had to whatever reason stay, you know, below the radar. So it was more like talking like in code or something. But whether whether it was or wasn't, uh, it was uh, composed by Luke the physician. So he's the most detailed of all of them in his own way, and. Um, they drew lots at the time because Pentecost hadn't happened where the Holy Spirit would give you a witness inside of you so that you would know, yes or no, right or wrong. Uh, you would know it by the Holy Spirit. So they drew lots. So we don't know exactly what it was, but it could have been like, uh, I know when I was a kid, we used to have like popsicle sticks or match sticks and we would make one short and everyone pick one and whoever got the, the short stick, you know, uh, was either picked or, or lost out or, or whatever. And so they, they drew lots and they prayed over these. And then when they drew the lots, they understood who was going to be chosen by God and who wasn't. So I just wanted to point out a couple of things of this hinge month and this uh, chapter of Acts 1. In Mount, at Mount Sinai, the fire was seen by all. In Pentecost... There was individual fires that fell on every person. You can go to the next one. On Mount Sinai, the people heard thunder, they heard fire, and they heard wind. Um, in Pentecost, they hear wind sound, and they hear fire. In Mount Sinai, only Moses was allowed to see God's glory. And in Pentecost, the apostles and, and the approximately 120 there were surrounded by God's glory. At Mount Sinai, all the priests ran away. They fleed uh, from the glory. They, they, they were totally scared, scared, scared. And in Pentecost, 
They only departed voluntarily to bear witness of the glory, but they were allowed to stay in God's glory because we know because of Jesus, he made that, that uh, thing uh, for us that we didn't have to have the separation from God. So in the old covenant, there's cherubim maintaining flaming swords to keep sinners away from a holy God. In Pentecost, there's holy tongues of fire coming down on all present. Holy and unified, they began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. In the old covenant, you can only approach God by permission. But in the new covenant, or from Pentecost forward, the permission was granted that, that everyone had access uh, as believers to God, and that it wasn't just like a one-man show or anything. And so, so we uh, bring this time to a close with remembering that it's a hinge. We're, we're wanting to connect in our minds. We're wanting to connect that, that uh, there has been the Passover celebration. There was um, the deliverance of the people from, from Egypt. Uh, which also Passover was the reminder of Mount Sinai and the giving of the Ten Commandments. And so we're over here, and then we're in this, we're experiencing right now in Acts 1, the 40 days of the 50 days before we're actually going to Pentecost, where things are going to totally change and never be the same again. And that's where we're left for today. And so for today, I'm hoping that all of us will be able to... Um, you might say, light the fire. I mean, it was the priest's responsibility to, to keep the fire lit. That we would, we would take it upon ourselves to say, okay, uh, this is a connecting month. I want to do good. I want, I want to uh, be effective through the rest of the, uh, the Hebrew year till approximately September-ish. And I want to uh, rekindle the flames fire up the flames in, in my relationship with the Lord, with my relationship with God's people, and uh, looking forward to what he will do. Because like uh, Jerry was uh, singing in one of the songs, uh, The House of the Lord, to, where we worship the God who heals, we worship the God who saves. And, and just to be reminded of that, that so much um, of what we experience these days is I think so much less than what we could experience. And maybe we'll just be challenged to say like, Lord, I, I know you're the God who heals, and so maybe in this situation I'm gonna trust you for that because he's, he doesn't uh, usually do things against our will, you know. Our will usually has to play a part in that. So I don't know, did anyone else have anything that as we were reading the scriptures through Acts 1 that, you, that was like put on your heart or impressed on your heart? I want to make sure. I also have a testimony, and I, I wish Teresa was here, but um, several of the women are at a, a Pilates retreat, so uh, that means their spouses aren't here either, usually, except for Rob! Yay, Rob! Go, Rob! Um, but I do have a testimony that really blessed my heart because this, again, this happens to be the month where there was unusual miracles to, for the Hebrew people. It was when the manna was given, and it was when, you know, the Red Sea was parted for the children of God to go through there, and then, you know, it closed back up again. This is the time 
This 28 days is, is a time where notable miracles throughout the year of years have happened uh, for the Hebrew people and for even uh, God's people on the other side of Pentecost. And um, I remember when Jeff, Pastor Jeff was still alive before um, he passed away of cancer, he, he uh, pointed to somebody one time that sat like right where, um, how do you say your name? Is it Obando? Beyond me. Beyond Day. Okay, we're right where Beyond Day was sitting was um, Jason and his wife and their children. And um, Jeff came into my office and said, um, that man there, if I, could, if I could raise up another young person to become a pastor, it would be that man. And then, you know, cancer hit him and within a year or two, he, he was not here any longer. And I always thought, what, what, what about that, God? What about that? You know, and, and then I was kind of reminded that sometimes the visions that we have are either carried out by our own generation and the next generation, or sometimes they're, they're carried out by other people. So I just happened to be at this Friday night get-together, um, and uh, it's called Friday Nights of Encouragement, and it's uh, really a safe place for recovery people to, you know, not not do uh, not do drugs or alcohol or whatever. You just have a safe spot and and a spot where they can worship the Lord and have fun and share a meal, a cheat meal, a good food, cheat meal. And so um, I was invited and I came and, and I happened to be there um, not last Friday but the Friday before. And they had this guest speaker. He's retired uh, uh, from being at Crescent City in the prison, prison system, I think. But I could be wrong about that, but he, he is law enforcement. And lo and behold, it was that Jason. And he, he spoke eloquent, much better than I, and he was so powerful in the way that the Lord like spoke through him. Very, very simple. So simple, like I was thinking, man, I wish I had paper to take notes. Because he was so, so good. And I just thought, what a wonderful blessing from God. That even the dreams that people have, even after they're gone, that they're being fulfilled. And I went up to him afterwards and I shared with him basically what I shared with you. And um, he was just so uh, filled with joy, and, and the Lord has a special place for him where he's ministering, and he's ministering really effectively. And so uh, I was really blessed to see that. So anyway, last chance. Does anyone have something that they want to share that the Holy Spirit's putting on their hearts? Okay. It's the Lord's name. Yeah. I said his name one time. Exodus chapter 3, I am that I am. I am that I am. I Amen. Am sure I am. Yes. Thank you, Lord. All right. I think we'll go ahead and uh, close with a closing song. And uh, Lord, I just, I just thank you. And you are the God that heals. You are the God that provides uh, manna in the wilderness. You're the one that provides water when there's nothing in sight. Lord, I thank you that, that you are who you are. Like the gentleman said, I am that I am. We worship you. We adore you. We're, we're so glad that we have an opportunity to join together to, and worship you, Lord, 
and to learn from your word. Lord, I pray that your word would be planted deep within our souls, that there would be fruit, and that that fruit would remain. And we'll give you all the praise, and we'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.